and the verse number seven. Quickly, he says, can we read it together? Ready, go. Amen. Lift up your hands with me. I want you to pray this prayer in just three minutes. Say with me, say, in the name of Jesus. Say it like you mean it. Say, in the name of Jesus. Any spirit of fear. Every spirit of fear. The fear of sickness. The fear of accident. The fear of death. The fear of premature death. In the name of Jesus. Let the spirit of fear leave my life. Leave my family. Leave my destiny. Spirit of fear. I bind you right now. I command you out. Lift up your voice and pray right now. Lift up your voice and pray. Yes, lift up your voice and pray. In the name of Jesus, let the spirit of fear, the fear of failure, the fear of failure, the fear of premature death, the fear of failure, the fear of death, in the name of Jesus, lift up your voice and pray. The fear that you will die before your time. Lift up your voice and pray. Let the spirit of fear be cast out. Let the spirit of fear be cast out. Let the fear of death be arrested. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Lift up your hands. Say, in the name of Jesus. Please pray this prayer with all of your hearts. Say in the name of Jesus. I am not afraid. Even if you are, say it like you are not. Say in the name of Jesus. I am not afraid. The spirit of fear. You have no place. In my life. In my family. In the church. The spirit of fear. Today. You are out of my family, of my heart, in the name of Jesus. Fear of sickness, fear of stroke, fear of cancer, fear of diabetes. Right now, I command you, out, out, out. Fear of failure, fear of poverty, in the name of Jesus. You are arrested. I cast you out. Now. Lift up your voice and pray right now. Yes, lift up your voice and pray. By the power of the Holy Ghost. Everybody lift up your voice and pray. Say the things I feared. Is what happened to me. In the name of Jesus. Shall not be afraid. In the name of Jesus. No fear will attack you by the power of the Holy Ghost, by the power in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus Christ. We declare we are free, we declare we are released. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. 
Somebody clap your hands and shout your loudest amen. I can hear you. Clap your hands and shout. Oh. Clap your hands and shout your loudest amen. Why? Listen. Why are you shouting like you're afraid? Ask somebody, are you afraid? And ask the person, what are you afraid of? Tell the person that those who are with you, they are more than those who are against you. So why are you afraid? No, shake the person's shoulder. Ask the person. Ask the person. Why? Why? Why are you afraid? You know, one of the things I've noticed about fear is that most of the times, the thing you are afraid of is actually afraid of you. I don't know if a thief has ever come into your house before. But when a thief enters a house, even a three-year-old child should see the thief and raise an alarm. And the thief will say, Oh, Jiloe! Even the three-year-old child could make the thief to run away. Are you aware of that? Listen, which means that no matter the demon trying to fight your life, if you can shout a little, the demon will flee this morning. Somebody shout! Somebody shout! I am not afraid! Listen. Listen. Some of you, the way you are shouting, it is... I want you to shout. I want you to jump. I want you to scream. Somebody shout! Yeah! Somebody shout! Shout! Somebody shout hallelujah. Before we sit, I want us to appreciate our youth choir. Oh, you are not clapping for Amen. Maybe those of you, because of those of you came late, we must let them sing the last one before we close the first service. Amen. And let's appreciate the temple choir. Put your hands together for them. And let's appreciate Lady Chatty with a mighty clap. Where is Chatty? Hey, Chatty. Where is Chatty? Hey, Chatty. Yeah, when you finish, you can't go out. Chatty, my favorite. Chatty, my favorite. My favorite. My favorite. Chatty, my favorite. My favorite. Hallelujah. Amen. Please be seated for a few minutes. I'm going to share the word of God with you briefly. So take your Bibles, take your notebooks and pens. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you that we are never the same again. We ask that this morning you bless our lives. You will do what only you can do in our lives. In Jesus' name. And let the church say amen. Amen. So... This is our first service. Usually our first service is only English. And then our second service 
we do a tree interpretation. And so just in case today's your first time and you are more comfortable with tree, we will do that in a second service. But this first service here, yeah, yeah, talk. Somebody say amen. amen. This month is our month of wealth creation. The best manual on prosperity, on wealth creation, is the Bible. It is the Bible that teaches us how to get wealth. The Bible says in the book of Deuteronomy 8.18, And thou shalt serve the Lord thy God. Thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth. Amen? So, the best manual on wealth creation is written or authored by God himself. There is no other way to prosper than the grace of God enabling you to prosper. And so when we say it's a month of wealth creation, the totality of God's word is able to lift anybody, anybody from a nobody and make you a somebody. And this morning, I trust God that before the close of the service, God will mark you and give you the mark of making you somebody in life in Jesus' name. I stand here today by the grace of God as a testimony that the way I came to Christ is not how I am today. I am not where I want to be, but thanks be to God, I am not where I used to be. Uh, you didn't hear what I said. I said, I am not where I want to be yet, but thanks be to God, where I used to be, I am not there. And there are so many people like that here that you know that where you used to be some years ago and today, the difference is like light and darkness. Oh, if you are clapping your hands, clap it well. And, and I want to speak to everybody seated here that tomorrow will be better than today. If you say amen, it will happen faster in your life. I said your tomorrow will be better than your today. Oh, and your next year will be better than this year. Can I say it in a better way? Your next year will be better than all of your years in the past put together. For better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. This year, 2022, as you end the year, it will become more beautiful. It will become better. It will become glorious. And you will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. If you are the one I'm speaking to, lift up your hand and shout a big hallelujah. David said, I have been young, now I am old, I have never seen the righteous forsaken or a seed begging for bread. But you must understand that there are principles in God's word. For example, in Deuteronomy 8, 18, he says, Thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant with you. So, there is a purpose for which God blesses his people. And you must understand that. The reason why God will bless you, I mean, I'm talking to you. I'm not talking to the person sitting next to you. You are the one I'm speaking to. Tell somebody, Bishop is speaking to you. Oh, tell the person that the word of God is for you, for you, for you. Uh, so tell the person, so listen. Is the person listening? Are you sure the person is listening? All right. The reason why God is going to bless you is because he has an assignment for you. There is a covenant 
that God will establish with you. And that is the reason why you will never end up broke in the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. For some of you, there are people in your family God is going to use you to help. For some of you, there are villages where you come from that God is going to use you to supply and to help those villages. Are you with me this morning? There are some of you, there are sick people who God is going to use you to help them in different ways. And that is why God is going to bless you. Tell somebody, God is going to bless me. Say to another person, God will bless me. Hey. Tell the person, hey. <laughs> when, you are, when you are dealing with me, be very careful. Because God is going to bless me. Eh? Tell the person, he will bless me. Basa, 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 basa. And tell the person, don't worry, when he blesses me, I will bless you. <laughs> Uh, when he blesses me I'll bless you if you are sitting next to your wife tell your wife when God blesses me I'll buy you a new week I'll buy you a new week (laughs) Uh, if your wife is wearing if your wife is wearing Togolis Togolis hair no but you know the hair there are different types of hair isn't it Uh, oh there are some from China huh where Brazil uh, and where? Huh? Vietnam. Hey. And then where? Angola. <laughs> hey. Okay. Oh, Charlie Bomini. Did you hear what he said? I won't mind him. He said there's some from Choco. But the good news is that God will bless us to be a blessing. But hear this. Please listen very, very carefully to what I'm going to share with you because God is a God of principles. Amen? Amen. He's a God of principles. And as a God of principles, everything he does, he initiates a principle that works in a cycle. So, for example... When you read the book of Genesis chapter 8, it talks about the fact that as long as the earth remained, seed time and harvest will never fail. Is that okay? So, all it means is that if you are going to be fruitful in life as a farmer, you need to know when to plant a seed. You need to know when to reap your harvest. Is that correct? Not everything in this life produces after its kind. Everything produces after its kind. That is why in Chi there is a saying that Okoton Wanoma Ka a fall of long. How do you say it in a way? So if God is gonna bless us and we are going to create wealth, we need to know the principles that God uses to do that. In Malachi chapter 3, for example, from verse 7, it talks about the fact that. We shall bring our tithe into the storehouse, I think from verse 10. And it says that you will do this and see if you will not open the windows of heaven over us and pour out a blessing. Amen? Amen. Now, um, it says that you will do this and I will open the windows of heaven and I will pour you out a blessing 
that there shall not be room enough to contain it. I had a story of a certain man. This man in America, I think it was Bishop Taki Abuai, had shared a story. I've forgotten who exactly was sharing that story. But this man in America said he did not believe in God. But it made sense that naturally, everything you want in life, you must plant it to grow. So if you want mango, you must plant mango. After some years, you harvest mango. You want orange, you do the same. So even though this man said he never believed in God, he believed that there was a way by which nature reproduces things for us. So anything he gets from his childhood, he was taught. So he was been paying tithes to a church, even though he doesn't believe. <laughs> and this man, the work he does is that he's a gardener. A gardener simply means that he takes care of people's gardens, he cuts people's lawns, decorates people's houses with flowers and things like that. And the man was sharing the story and saying that he owns houses. A gardener owns houses. He's rich. He says he's a millionaire. And he believes that the reason why he gets the opportunity he gets is because he applies the, the, the principle of Titan. Does somebody understand what I'm talking about? Now, our cousins, the Muslims, they don't believe in the Bible. But they have a principle of a certain way of giving. We don't subscribe to that. All I'm just trying to let you understand is that this world, this world's rulers are the givers. No, please forgive me. Let me say some small things. Don't, 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 don't take it personal. You see, no nation has prospered by begging. No nation. <laughs> I'm preaching. Oh, why do you have a problem with the message I'm preaching? No nation has pro- prospered by begging. So you, if you like, be a student of history and go back into history and check. Every nation that was begging from the beginning, as at now, they are still begging. So as long as we as a nation, we think that begging is the way to go. Huh? Trust me, until something changes, 100 years from now, we will still be begging. You as an individual, as long as you think that the way to go is to beg and do brother, thank you. Sister, thank you. You know brother, thank you. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Oh, continue here for, oh, me say, hmm, the, me say, brother, thank you. <laughs> Your shoe is nice, oh, oh, brother, thank you. Now, listen to what I'm saying. God will definitely use people to give to you. But you cannot live your life as a borrower. Everybody seated here, there is something you have to give. Now, can I say that again? Look at somebody. Tell the person, Bishop is still talking to you. Tell the person, listen carefully. Everybody here, there is something you have to give. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs that a man's gift is what will make room for him. It is not a man's receives. It is your gift, what you have to give. So it could be a talent. It could be a skill. It could be something. But there is something you have to give. Nobody was created empty. Everybody was created full. The mindset for most people is that when we say that you were created full, it means that you came with something tangible, physical. No. Everything physical is produced as a result of something hidden. So there is a skill. There is something you have to give. So bring it down to what we are saying, wealth creation. 
Nobody is poor. There is something you can give. All you may have is one CD. But your one CD could either be a food. It could be food or it could be seed. There are people who get millions and after some time, it is finished. Do you know why? Because once they receive it to them, it is food for them to eat. But another person receives one CD and the person understands that it is seed. So, quickly, we've talked about tithe over and over and again. And I'm sure, even if today is your first time going to a church, you might have heard of tithe before. Either on the radio, either you never believed it or you insulted people who talk about tithe or something like that. Unfortunately, you've come here and I'm going to talk about tithe. So, don't insult me. <laughs> Amen. But quickly, let me share with you in the next five minutes. Ten or... Because of time, let me do just about five reasons. Five reasons why tight does not work for some people. Alright? Yeah. If you go to a farmer, it is not everybody's farm that is doing well. There are reasons and there are conditions that will make somebody's farm do well and another person's farm not do well. Is that correct? Talk to me, church. Is that correct? Yeah. You see people who sell food. You see one, his food, people are buying plenty. Another person, you go... And then the food, it is like, All right? Nobody is buying. There are reasons. Don't attribute everything to luck. I don't believe in luck. I believe in God's blessings. And I believe in hard work. So there are reasons why some pay tight and it works for them. Others pay tight and it doesn't work for them. So I want to share with you quickly reasons why some people don't experience any blessing of their titan number one because they don't recognize god's provision when it comes they don't see it when god blesses them they don't recognize god's provision a lot of people when we say god has blessed them or when they pay their tithe the way they expect god's blessing may not be the way the blessing came so somebody pays tight and he is expecting that i'm expecting that i should get <laughs> money blah, blah, blah. but there are several ways by which god blesses us sometimes it was because of your tithe and your giving that god placed on you a certain protection that you probably should have died before today but god protected you because you are a giver am, am i talking to somebody here is that one to a blessing oh talk to me church is that one to a blessing so that you need to understand and recognize when God's blessings or when God's provision comes. Sometimes the healing you experience. Sometimes your kids, your children, the fact that your children are doing well, the fact that your children went and they came back successfully, it is part of God's provision. But so many people, they don't benefit. The, the, the Titan doesn't work for them because they don't, ex, they don't recognize it when God blesses them. May God open your eyes so that you can appreciate him for the little things he does for you in Jesus' name. Amen. Tell somebody, may God open your eyes. Hallelujah. All right. Write down this scripture because of time. Write it down. 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 13. 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 13. Naaman was a Syrian general. He was sick of leprosy. And, you know, his maidservant told him that there is a man of God in town. And this man of God, he can ask God to heal you and you'll be healed. He can heal you. So, he struggled and then they went. And he was told to go and bath in a river. <laughs> and 
Man, the guy had a problem. Why do you ask me to go and buy this in a river? In my country, there are better rivers there. If it is bathing that can heal, I would have better river. I have a swimming pool in my house. In fact, jacuzzi in my bedroom. I could have used that one. And the daughter said, the, the maid servant said, my king, please humble yourself. If the man of God had told you to do something difficult, wouldn't you have done it? There are some people, they prefer to do more difficult things for a blessing. That is why there are young people who go to the cemetery at 1 a.m. to go and bath. Isn't it more difficult? <laughs> uh, talk to me. Why? Have you been going there? The way you can't respond. Uh, isn't it more difficult? Yeah. But you need to recognize that God blesses and the way you may expect God to come through it, is not, it might not be the way he does it. Some people are expecting that one day on your way to work, you meet this man who will pack a Benz S-Class, S-550 by the roadside and call you and say, young man, come. I see stars on you. I want to take you to America. Come. Come and take one million Ghana cities. Oh, you may wait for a very long time. Hey, tell somebody you wait for a very long time. It may be, it may be that pure water seller that you've been buying pure water from who may introduce you to somebody who may introduce you to a certain watchman and the watchman will introduce you to a certain class two teacher. Am I talking to somebody this morning? And so when you are dealing with people, understand that God has his own way. That is why you don't have to work on people. Treat people anyhow. Today is dressed down. Some of the people sitting next to you on your seat, the person may be an, the owner of a certain company who can employ you. You may be looking at the person's chalewati and. <laughs> Hallelujah. Number two. Is somebody blessed this morning? Number two, and then I'll do the last one. The second service, I'll do the other ones. Titan does not work for some people because it is not a priority to them. Titan doesn't work for some people. It doesn't work for some people because for some people, Chati, I was appreciating you, but you are not here. Thank you for coming. Amen. But it doesn't work for some people because for some people, it is a priority. Titan is not a priority. Your tithes must be 10% or your first fruit, or the first fruit of your increase. First fruit of your increase. Somebody say first fruit. So, somebody say louder. Say first fruit. All right. So if it is the first fruit of your increase, then it means that it cannot be the surplus of your leftover, or it cannot be the, the, the gift of your surplus. For some people, once they receive or they, God blesses them, the first thing they do is to think of other things to do. Let me buy a new clothes. Let me buy this. I'm, I'm, I need to go and do this. Pay this, pay this, pay that. And then when everything is done and it's finished, then they come to church and then they re- remember that, oh, there is something called tight. Then they quickly look for something. So that is called surplus. But if your tight is, your tight is going to bring a blessing and if your tight is going to work for you, then what you must learn to do is to always make sure that tightening is a priority. I've told you over and over again, my tight card is always in my bag. It's always in my back. Because every day as I walk around, I'm expecting a blessing. Oh, I said, may you also expect a blessing every day. If you said amen, receive double blessing this week. 
every day walking around, I'm expecting a blessing. So as I walk around and somebody blesses me with 200 Ghana CDs, I know the first thing I must do is not to think of credits. The first thing I do is to take out my tithes and put it in my tithe card. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? And listen, this is a way of honoring God. Amen? This is a way of honoring God. Because when we talk about tithes, it's given by way of respect and honor to God. We give our tithe to respect and to honor God. You don't honor your king with your surplus. Do you honor your king with your surplus? With your leftover? No. You honor God. You honor your king with your first and your best. Somebody say, my first and my best. Let me hear your voice. Everybody say, my first and my best. Belongs to God. Amen. Let's read this scripture in Nehemiah chapter 12, verse 43. Quickly, and then I'll do the last one. Nehemiah chapter 12 and verse 43. The Bible says, Also, that day they offered great sacrifices and rejoiced, for God had made them rejoice with great joy. The wives also and the children rejoiced, so that the joy of Jerusalem was heard even afar off. May your joy be heard afar off. I said, may your joy be heard afar off. Verse 44. And at that time were some appointed over chambers of the treasures for the offerings and for first fruits and for the tithes to gather into them out of the fields of the city the portions of the law for the priests and the Levites. For Judah rejoiced for the priests and the Levites. So he was saying that the people rejoiced. Oh, we were excited. And our joy, their joy went overboard. The reason is because there were people who were appointed and their main assignment was to gather the first fruits and the tithes. Alright? Listen, if you make God first, God will make you first. Amen. I said in your life, if you make God your first, God will make you his first. Don't treat God as a second thought or an afterthought. Don't make God feel as if, oh, after I've done everything, then I remember that, oh, there is a God. No. In your life, in your family, in your finances, in your dealings, in your work, make God your first. When you wake up in the morning, the first part of your life, the best part of your life, give it to God. It is not when you've gone and you are tired that you are exhausted and life have used you and beaten you, then you not come, oh God, I thank you. Lord, I want to pray about, oh, I'm tired. No. Give your first and your best to God. Somebody say, my first and my best belong to God. Amen. Amen. So, the way to honor God is the first thing you do with your money. By giving him your first. So, some people, the reason why tithe is working for some people is because any blessing they get, they know that God first. Deuteronomy 8, 18. Thou shalt remember the first thing you do when God blesses you is to remember that God, you don't have a job. You've been jobless. You've been living this life of hustle, struggle, poverty. You've been going through this depression. Life is beating you up and down. You are frustrated everywhere. Anything you touch is not working. Child of God, maybe you have put yourself first. 
Can you begin to reverse the order and let God be your first? Let him go ahead of you. When you wake up in the morning, let God be first. And let's see what becomes of your life. David said, I have been young. Now I am old. I have never seen the righteous forsaken or seed begging for bread. I tell you, child of God, if you make God your first, you will never be in the name of Jesus Christ. I said you will never be back in the name of Jesus Christ. Listen, as you make God your first, I see some of you a year by this time, a month by this time, where you are now, God will change your destiny. He will change your story. He will lift you up to where you belong. If you are the one I'm talking to, clap your hands and shout a big hallelujah. And the last one for this morning, fighting does not work for some people because of some hidden sins. Hidden sins. Titan does not work for some people because of sin. Bonnie, Proverbs chapter 28, verse 13. Proverbs 28, verse 13. It says, He that covereth his sins shall not prosper. If you cover your sins, the Bible says, you shall not prosper. If you pretend with God, you shall not prosper. So if you like, pay tight. Huh? Ah, but you are hiding some sins. What have, what have your faces changed? You fear where I'm going, eh? But the truth of the matter is that if you have hidden sins in your life, you can't prosper. That's what the Bible says. He that covereth his sins shall not prosper. But whosoever confesses, what? Talk to me, church. Confesses and does what? I didn't hear. Only 13 people said it. Confesses and does what? Forsake what? What is the them? The sins. Now, repentance or salvation does not only have to do with confession. So the fact that somebody said, Lord Jesus, forgive me all my sins, come into my life, that is the beginning of salvation. After you confess, you must live a righteous life. You can't, you can't confess your sins on a Sunday morning and then the Sunday night you are in a nightclub or Sunday night you have an appointment with somebody's husband. Are you listening to the preaching and preaching? No. The sad part is that when you do that in this life, apart from your suffering, you will also go to hell. And I think that it is a good morning for me to tell you that hell is real. Hell is real. Tell somebody hell is real. No, the way you said it, look into the person's eyes and tell the person hell is real. And tell the person, I don't want you to go there. Yeah. There are people who sit in church. You probably sing in the choir. But let me tell you that hell is real. You can go to hell. Don't fall for this lie. Oh, don't mind them. Everything is on earth. Your hell is on earth. Heaven is on earth. It is not true. There is a place after death. It is appointed unto man once to die. And after death, there is judgment. There is a place to go after this life. So don't live a double life. There are people here, you have double lives. You have double faces. Some of you students here, you have double faces. When I was in Legon, there are children, when you see them, you know that this one is from a proper home. Some of them, their parents will bring them to school. They wear maxi, long dress, decent. When their parents turn and they go inside and they come out, oh my God. They come out hot and wild. But hell is real. 
the double life. You can't be an elder and be drinking a peteshi. You can't be in a church and be keeping three girlfriends. May they break your heart in the name of Jesus. If you're a husband here, you are married and you are chasing somebody's daughter. Oh God. Oh God. May you use that girl to chop all that man's money. We are Bermano and Carmen. We are suspects. I said, may God use that small girl eh, to chop all your money and make you useless life. Yeah. Yeah. You say, oh, Bishop, why? Why is that saying? Tenefie? Tenefie? Hmm? But if you live a double life, the Bible says that God will not bless you. You shall not prosper. Amen? Amen. So, how then do I get saved? And how then do I get God to bless me? And everybody listen to this. In Romans chapter 3 verse 23, the Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Is there anybody here who have never sinned before? Can you raise your hand? Let me see. You have never sinned before. Is there anybody here who have sinned before? Yes, if you have sinned before, raise your hand. Let me see. Yeah, some of you, you must, in fact, you must stand on your chair. Some of you, you don't just raise your hand. Raise your hand. Raise your legs. <laughs> so, when we preach like this, it is not to condemn you and to make you feel like you are a sinner. It is the word of God that condemns us. And the word of God condemns our sin. Somebody came to me this week and was looking at me. said, what is God saying about me? I said, what God is saying is that you must repent. I said, I said, <laughs> I said, I can't give you, I said, what you need is not prophecy. You sitting down here, what you need is not prophecy. What you need is repentance. You can't be living in sin and accepting prophecy. Prophecy that you shall marry, you shall do well. No. Your first prophecy is what I'm telling you, that you must repent. Because tomorrow may be too late for you to repent. Are you understand what I'm preaching this morning? Am I preaching a good message this morning? Yeah. So all have sinned. We are all sinners. We've all sinned before. We all sin. And because of that, we are falling short of the glory of God. But thanks be to God. Romans chapter 6 verse 23. Romans 6 23. Put it on the screen. Let's read it together. Romans 6 23. It says what? I, I didn't hear you. Please. What did he say? The wages of sin is what? if you sin you die you sin you die so there are some people seated here this morning even though physically you are alive spiritually you are dead because of sin and God brought you here this morning to heal you from your sins but what oh come on talk to me but what the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. So Jesus saves. No matter how sinful you are, he saves. Oh, I said, no matter the addiction in your life, maybe you are here, you, you don't see how you can live without alcohol. You don't see how you can live without going to the club. You don't see how you can live without chasing girls or without chasing men or without doing something that you are used to doing. But let me tell you something. When Jesus comes into your life, he gives you eternal life. He changes your life. And this morning, may your life receive transformation in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 
So God saves. Jesus saves. The gift of God. The gift, God's gift to us is Jesus Christ who brought us eternal life. The gift of God is when he sent his only begotten son. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting Amen? So this morning I want you to know even though the devil is marking you and wants to take you to hell Jesus wants to save you. If you allow Jesus, he will save you. I'm telling you. I said even though the devil has made you to believe that you can never change. I'm telling you today, if Jesus could save me, he can save you. Amen. Yeah. Look, in this church, there are very, very bad boys here. And there are bad girls here. But Jesus has saved them. Amen. And if some of the people here, if they can be saved, then you, oh, then you, go today you, God will save you. Amen. Are there some bad boys here that have been saved? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Hey, Joe. You have been saved. You believe you are saved. Pastor James. Ah. Huh? Are there some bad girls here who have been saved by the grace of God? Ah. No matter how sinful you are, Jesus saves. Oh, I said, Jesus saves. And when He saves you, He saves you completely. Amen? When He saves you, He saves you completely. When I look at myself sometimes and I see the kind of life I've lived in the past, I wonder how there are certain things I don't even have the desire for them anymore. I don't know where it passed. I don't know where the desire for drinking went to. Huh? The desire for smoking. Don't look at me like that. Huh? <laughs> but I don't know where the desire for smoking went to. I don't know where the desire for womanizing went to. It doesn't do anything. I don't know where it went to. And it's not because I tried very hard. Some of you are trying too hard. You are trying. But the more you try, oh, you remember? You remember? 1st of January, you said that you are making a resolution. Do you remember you made a resolution? And after three days, all the resolution, you broke all of them. And you are back to the same point. You know why? Because by strength shall no man prevail. It is not by might, it is not by power, it is by the Spirit of God. It is when you receive Jesus then Jesus breaks the power of sin out of your life. This morning, the power of sin is broken. Yeah. Hallelujah. Let me give you my last scripture and then we'll close. Romans chapter 10 verse 9 and 10. I love this one. So now, he's telling us how we can be saved. How to be saved. Is anybody here who wants to be saved? He's telling us how to be saved. How to be saved. He says, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. That's all. Tell somebody, that's all. That's all. No, no, no. Don't say that is all. When you say that, you have to say that's all. That's all. Mataiko, you're on. Come on, that's all. In a gamble of phony, that's all. That's all. <laughs> Amen. He says in verse 10, for with the for with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. With the heart, we believe unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Listen to me, child of God. He wants to save us. 
when he saves us he prospers us this month may you experience the blessing of the lord oh i said may you experience the blessing of the lord may you experience the saving power of the lord so there are people who are giving you are doing your best you work hard but you are not prospering it could be because of some of these reasons and the most important thing of all it could be because you are living a life of sin matthew 6 33 says but seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you may god add unto you good health good life blessings favor increase in jesus name amen before i say the final prayer i want everybody to bow down your head i'm going to pray with you yes everybody every head bowed every eye closed don't look at anybody just focus at this time is between you and your god you may be here this morning and you don't know jesus as your lord and savior you are not even sure that if you die today you go to heaven you are not even sure you are saved you probably you've been going to church but sleeping in a garage will not make you a car in the same way you can go to church and still not be saved you know deep inside your heart that you are not saved you know deep inside your heart that if jesus comes right now you are not sure you make it to heaven and you are saying that bishop please i want to receive that assurance if you are here like that and you want your sins to be forgiven please lift up one hand wherever you are seated and i'll pray with you yes you want your sins forgiven don't look at anybody just lift up your hand this is between you and god tomorrow may be too late tomorrow may be too late for you wherever you are seated in this room please jesus is giving you an opportunity for salvation lift up one hand stand on your feet don't be shy jesus said that if you are ashamed of me before men i'll be ashamed of you before my father in heaven yes and everybody lift up your hand with me and pray this prayer with me say with me say lord jesus those of you here please say it louder say lord jesus i know i am a sinner i cannot save myself i come to you today just as i am forgive me all my sins wash me with your blood come into my life and make my life a testimony today i forsake sin and i receive jesus as my lord and my savior lord come and live in me use me to your glory in jesus name amen those of you who put your hand on your chest i'm going to pray with you father thank you for these precious brothers and sisters i ask that lord you will establish them write their names in the book of life let the power of sin be broken from their lives today establish these ones in your kingdom use them to your praise and glory in jesus name amen wow church let's put our hands together for them